The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry and I talked to Hardcore legend Mick Foley, especially about his comments, WWE, we have a problem. We talk about that. We also talked to Ruby Soho after All Out, her debut match on Dynamite. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You know, you talk about somebody who was able to do it his own way. Let's bring in our next guest, the, the legend himself, WWE Hall of Famer, Mick Foley joins us. Mick, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. So you guys pivot on wrestlers with bad bodies in order to introduce <laughs> me, huh? Wow. I see what you're doing there, Mark Henry. Hey, look, I exemplify that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm proud, proud, proud of, uh, hopefully I helped usher in a, you know, uh, uh, open the door for a few of the guys with the less than stellar physiques. Well, I'll tell you what, Mick, you'd have been proud of me. I mean, I'm having all these comedians. We had Ron Funches on. I told the guy he looked like a melting candle this this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Mick, you talk about pride. I, I'm very proud of you. I went to realmickfoley.com to look yeah. at the dates for the nice day tour. And, you know, I see a lot of sellouts on this tour. So congratulations. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. I think tonight will be the fifth uh, sellout in a row, and then uh, we start hitting some bigger, <laughs> some bigger venues, um, and we've got you know plenty of seats. In some cases, the VIPs are gone, but uh, you know we're hitting some pretty some not big big theaters, but you know four or five hundred seat theaters uh, that will have plenty of room for general admissions. But I'm proud to say. And I think uh, Mark would know this about me, that, uh, you know, I try to bring my A game wherever I go. There are a couple of shows that don't have a, a good sales, but I'll try. I, I won't try. I will give them my A game and give them the best show I possibly can. And uh, once they turn those lights down, you only see a certain amount of people anyway. <laughs> and it's all about trying to put smiles on those faces and, uh, you know, give people a good time. 
Well, I, I tell everyone that's listening right now, go to realmcfoley.com because, hey, we've been kind of given a gift, Mark, after, you know, being stuck in our homes for such a long period of time. You know, now that we could be able to go out safely and enjoy some entertainment, now is the best time to see Mick Foley. And a nice day tour again, go to realmcfoley.com. And ha- go ahead, Mark. You know, I've, I've had the pleasure, Dave, of being at a Mick Foley show. And it's not just the humor and the jokes. It's the storytelling. Like, Mick is one of the most captivating people that I ever met. And I did not realize that just from from an entertainment standpoint. Like, we know how great a wrestler he is. But Mick is an amazing storyteller. Like, he tells people stories and... I was sitting there. I had to get up and go to the bathroom. I did not want to go <laughs> pee-pee on myself. But it was about to happen. I think a little pee came out. Like I, I'm, the, the guy is amazing, man. So if you don't have tickets, if, if you haven't gone to a, a Mick Foley show, go on and get those tickets for the Have a Nice Day tour because uh, you will be pleasantly over-surprised. Over You'll be amazed. And um, I, I can't wait till you come back to Austin again or any surrounding towns in Texas. Man, I'm going to be there. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. It was great to have you there. That was uh, that was back when the tour started before we got uh, in, in, in the world stopped. So uh, I had to make up uh, all the all the dates we had scheduled, and we're doing that. Just uh, going out the almost the entire month of uh, September then doing a handful in November and a bunch in January. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. And, and I think, uh, you guys have probably discussed this on your show with other, uh, wrestlers. I know this is something that I say about the challenge that a lot of us face. Most of us face after we finish wrestling is trying to find something that makes you feel like you did when you were in the ring. And uh, with these shows, I've, uh, I'm on to something that makes me feel pretty, pretty, pretty close to the way I did when I was in the ring. And people will say, well, you, now you perform in front of a, you know, a couple hundred people instead of 20,000 people. And they're like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all about uh, you know, trying to do something you can be proud of and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and make people glad they're there. Well, I guess it's really no uh, laughing matter, Mick, but, you know, like we're talking about you and uh, Have a Nice Day tour, but, you know, lately um, we've heard some statements that you've made in in the pro wrestling world. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not so funny for for the WWE. No, no. Look, um, you know, I – what – when I'm on the tour, this is going to sound like a plug for the tour again, but um, um, the second half of the show is a Q&A session, and I welcome every question. And the first question um, uh, three nights ago was, uh, you know, what do I think about uh, AEW? And uh, that's where I ended up saying, I think, uh, you know, I ended up using the phrase, I think WWE has a problem because, they're no longer the place that uh, talent aspires to go. And once I talked about that, I said, oh, because there's usually one question every couple nights that, uh, you know, the wrestling media will catch on to. And I thought, oh, they're going to pick up on this. And I thought, as long as they're going to pick up on it, they might as well hear it from me. 
because it's been something I've been thinking anyway. And uh, so I did that 75-second video, and uh, it really struck a chord with people because I believe it was on a lot of people's minds anyway. And uh, I think it's something WWE needed to hear. I think, uh, you know, I used to carry and cross as an example of somebody whose, uh, you know, main roster debut was not, you know, it was about one-eighth as electrifying as his uh, NXT debut. And that's an issue. And then when you go from watering down a character to embarrassing it, I think that sends a bad signal to everyone who's in developmental and everyone who who has a choice to make, a real choice to make. So, um, you know, theoretically, you know, uh, NXT is it's its own show, and I think for a long time their shows have, you know, have stood out and been amazing on their own. But on paper, they are a um, their developmental group. And so they would be like a, you know, a feeder system. And if a guy is hitting, you know, 360 and driving and runs, hitting home runs in the minor league baseballs, and that's a terrible way to say it, in minor league baseball, it should be a given that he will be given that same opportunity with the big league. But I'm look, I'm thinking if I'm Adam Cole and I'm looking at what just happened with a few of the guys who've made their debuts, not not just – and uh, not just carrying cross, but even going back to a talented guy like EC3, you know, who really could have made a major player and was made a, you know, a, a joke of to some extent. I would seriously have to consider whether or not WWE was the place where my dreams were going to come true. Uh, Adam probably looked at his size relative to the type of people that, uh, you know, the, Vince likes on the main roster. I don't think it hurt at all that he had his girlfriend, Britt Baker, in AEW, and he made the choice that he thought was right for him. And I think that's when you put all these things together and you see that people are departing for what they now see are greener pastures, uh, that's a problem for WWE. Yeah, and, and, and Mick, we had uh, Ruby Soho on earlier in the show. And she was she got even she got emotional after all out. But even talking to Mark, she got emotional because she really feels like she could be herself who she Mm -hmm. is. She doesn't have to change because she could be. Is there something to that as well? Do a lot of wrestlers feel like, hey, if I go to the WWE, if I go to that big company, I'm going to have to probably change a bit of myself. But if I go to AEW, I can be who I am. Yeah. um, I mean, I thought Ruby stood out. In WWE, I thought Ruby was excellent in WWE, um, and she had a nice run there. Uh, I don't think they got everything they could have out of her, and that's why when she left, I tweeted out, "I don't think we've seen the best of her, or the best is yet to come." And I think it is. I think one of the things you risk when you have a developmental system and a way of doing things uh, specific to your uh, business model is that you lose a little bit of the individuality mm-hmm. and so you tend to have a lot of people who can do great moves have very good matches whose names you can't remember after they've wrestled unless you're tuning in every week that was part of the problem with me i, I was watching sporadically whoa look at that guy 
good shape, looks great, handsome guy, wearing trunks, great moves. Can't remember his name. And they all, a lot of guys tend to fall into uh, the same uh, the same pattern of looking and wrestling the same. And so when you have somebody like Ruby, who is uh, very original and you know brash in the ring, I think you tend to lose a little bit of that. WWE used to be the place where characters you know came to life, and now I uh, I think it's a place where. Uh, Characters go to die. <laughs> in a yeah, in a sense. Now, obviously, that's not the case all the time, um, because you have breakthrough characters, and you do. You know, we have guys like Bray Wyatt, who's, who's no longer there. There is still some great storytelling. Uh, man, I look at that SmackDown roster, and it's just stacked from top to bottom, and the stuff that Roman Reigns is doing with Paul Heyman is that ultra subservient. Uh, a second is is really great stuff, um, but uh, there's there's only so many spots in the card, and that's another, that's an issue that AEW is going to have to address as well. I mean, not address, but they're going to have to deal with because there's a lot of talent in one promotion there as well. So it's a good problem to have if you're a wrestling fan or if you're a wrestler. I know I'm kind of rambling because you guys woke me up out of a dead sleep. Um, oh, sorry, Mick. <laughs> sorry, Mick. You know Mick. what? I realized I'm in central time, so I told the guy, all right, 1145 uh, wake-up call, thinking that you get my hour behind, hour ahead mixed up. And I was whoa, no, now I'd be almost two hours late. So I had to call. It's like 930 wake-up call. Uh, so I'm okay. But I was kind of rambling there. Uh, no, but we, no, we you weren't rambling. No, Actually, you weren't rambling. You were I, I got so much out of what you were saying, and 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 I agree. I mean, it's like it's Mick. We we all have uh, seen high high successes, and we've seen low low failures. But like, there's a time when you have to like, if you see something work, rather than say, "Well, that's not my creation." You just say, you know what, the hell with it. We're gonna go with it. If it if it don't work, then we can pull it back. Like there's a lot of guys that never really get a chance to be them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just just off the top of my head, Vince is a one of the wisest men I've ever met. But you know, he's prone to whim. You know, one day you'll hear, I don't want longer anymore. <laughs> no, now you got a roster almost full of guys with uh, uh, short air, which makes it much tougher to sell inside trade secret. Um, I want I want to see trunks, you know, and so now everybody's everybody's got trunks, you know. Damn it! If somebody's punching you, put your arms up and protect yourself. So now every single person, as soon as they're being, you know, as soon as punches come, they've got to hold both their arms up. And like you know, that's not the way everyone defends themselves. First of all, that's not the you know. There's got to be a different way. I certainly sold punches in a different way than than the guys on the roster do. But when you're seeing the same reactions up and down the card because people have been given a like an ultimatum uh, down the line, I think it hurts. I just think it hurts the individuality of the. Of the product, and now then when you get a guy like Adam Cole, who's really found a groove, uh, who has been, to me, the NXT MVP, 
and he has a decision to make, and he decides that, like I said, WWE is not the place where his dreams are likely to come true. Again, going back to the uh, theme of WWE, we've got a problem. They do have a problem. Well, Mick, I appreciate the honesty. That was fantastic. Again, go to realmickfoley.com. Nice day tour. They're selling out, but hey, now's the opportunity. We're stuck in our homes for so long. Now's the opportunity to see a legend, like Mark said, amazing storyteller. So you definitely want to check this out. Go to realmickfoley.com. Nice day tour, Mick. As always, thank you so much for the friendship. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mark. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Ruby Soho, who joins us right now on Busted Open. Ruby, good morning to you. Good morning. I was, Dave, I was, I don't, you know, I don't like to know what's going on. Like, I, I, I'm i in the meetings, but then they have a secondary meeting, uh, to let you behind the curtain, uh, about things that are talked about dealing with, you know, special surprises and stuff like that. 
and I never go on those calls. And I was sitting in the back talking to Dean Malenko, and while the, the battle royal was going on, a royale. And I saw this jacket run by, and I went, wait a minute. That, no, uh, yeah. I went back to my talking with Dean. And when she came out, man, I popped. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Like, it popped me. And, and I wasn't the only one. That's what happened with the people in the crowd. And it was like one of the most electric moments that we've had and returns to come to AEW. And um, you got to feel that firsthand. You walked out to the stage. How good did that feel? Oh, my goodness. Mark Henry. I, I don't even know if I have words to describe it. Um, I had so much anticipation building up to that day. Uh, and I was shaking. My hands were shaking. My legs were shaking. Um, and, you know, before the countdown happened and I heard my name, I was just in awe. And I knew that, you know, this is the beginning of a new journey. And I was so excited. And the moment I stepped out on the stage, just a wave of just pure joy and uh I, I just felt so welcome by the AEW fans and I was so grateful for it. And I was just like, this is what it's all for. Like, this is the reason that we do this is for moments like this. And I just, I wanted to soak up every second of it because I never, ever want to forget what that feels like. You know, Ruby, like you look at that sequence you had in that battle Royale with Thunder Rosa and to hear you know, 10,000 fans chanting your name. And, you know, Mark, as you know, Thunder Rosa and I have some issues. So I was definitely rooting for Ruby during that sequence. I'm sure but, you were. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but just, but seriously, like to have, you know, 10,000 fans chanting your name and cheering, you know, everybody on their feet when that elimination happened, like that, you know, from, you know, for me as a fan, reading about you in Fighting Spirit magazine and then the journey that you've gone through these last few years to where you are right now, just just talk about that journey. Uh, I, I started wrestling in 2010 in uh, pretty much like a small, small town in Indiana. And. I never imagined in a million years that I would have gotten to do the things that I've gotten to do over the course of the last 11 years. And it's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of insecurities on my part of wondering where I fit in and where I belong and wondering where the best place is for me and learning a lot from some of the best minds in pro wrestling. And it all kind of culminated to that moment, um, you know, at All Out that, you know, this was what it was all for and this is where I belong. Like, I have never really felt truly 100% accepted. Um, you know, I'm a, kind of a misfit kind of kid. So I, I always wondered, you know, where, where my place was. And from the moment I stepped out on that stage, I was like, oh, these are my people. 
you know, I mean, AEW, these are my people. And, you know, even, you know, in the back, Tony Khan, I felt so accepted and I felt so grateful. Um, and I felt like this is home. Ruby, the, the, the business and, uh, and the fan base of professional wrestling uh, is a band of misfits. Like people have alienated us and judged us. And I remember uh, being in high school myself and um, I came and I was telling people about me and my grandmother went to Lafayette, Louisiana to watch wrestling and they were judging me. Like, you know, it's fake. You're stupid. And yeah, just like all of that, all of those people want to be us now. We're the cool people. We're the exciting people. We're the people that are setting trends in entertainment. The commercials. I just told Dave before you came on, you, you watch, you watch every third commercial on TV. It's like some kind of old to pro wrestling. Like, the hell with all them people. Like, you where it's at. Pro wrestling is where it's at. Like, anybody that suffers from anxiety uh, about where our, the place is in this world, like, you, you just really have to love yourself and, and be in there. We, you know, we, we had a loss um, last week, and, you know, with Daphne and her being depressed about, what the world thinks and what other people judges and sometimes just insecurities. I, I hope you don't ever have another insecurity in your life about your greatness, about your appeal, because it's real. Like, I mean, we, we've had, <laughs> we've had some pretty substantial uh, people come in to AEW and I'm going to put your pop up there with everybody else's. Like, so, like you're highly wanted and I want to see you go out there and, and, and achieve that. Don't feel any pressure, but like, what's next for you? Like, what do you want to prove in AEW? I think that I'm just, I'm very grateful right now at, at the end of the day, I am grateful for, you know, the men and women that have, you know, built this place for to be somewhere that I can thrive, that CM Punk can thrive, that Daniel Bryan can thrive. Um, and I think that I have just gotten started. I think that I haven't shown this version of myself to anyone. Like um, I have, you know, freedom now. I am free to be who I want to be, to have this newfound confidence because of the AEW fans. Um, you know, because of my killer entrance music, um, I have this confidence that I feel like I want to capitalize on and I want to show the world who I am and what I haven't yet to accomplish, even in the last 11 years. And, you know, that's going to start with capitalizing on my opportunity um, that I was able to gain in the Casino Battle Royal. Um, and I'm going after the AEW Women's World Championship. And wow. I am just hitting the ground running. You know what I mean? I, I, I was able to gain this opportunity. I was fortunate enough to, um, to come out on top amongst incredible, incredible athletes. And I don't intend on wasting that opportunity. 
Um, I, I feel like I have something to prove to myself. I have something to prove to pro wrestling fans. Um, and I think I'm going to do that um, by, you know, becoming your next AEW Women's World Champion. Well, right. speaking of Britt Baker, uh, at the media scrum after All Out, there was a little bit of a verbal confrontation with you and Britt Baker. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, talk about that and talk about right now, Britt Baker's confidence is at an all-time high. She is the champion. You're coming in now. You're kind of the outsider walking into this. I mean, what can we expect between you two? Um, honestly, I've known Britt for a really long time. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I helped her when she first broke into this industry. Um, and I know, I, I can see how her mind works. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have done what she's doing before. I have been in her shoes. You know, having two women kind of do your dirty work for you so you don't have to get your hands dirty. Um, I've done that before. I'm, uh, I can honestly say I spent, you know, the better part of the last couple of years doing that. So um, I know kind of how she operates and what she's doing and, and how this, this confidence of what she has been able to accomplish in the last few months, which, you know, is, is amazing feats. You know, I'm not taking that away from her by any means, but I don't think that she is quite ready for the version of me that, you know, AEW has brought out. Um, and I, I really hope that she's uh she's trying to prepare herself and she's not taking me lightly because you know, I've got, I've got a lot of stuff to prove and it starts with her. Wow. Man, I, that just, Dave, I got chilled down my back when she said, <laughs> I don't, I hope she don't take me lightly that she, I don't know if she's ready for this version of me. Golly, man. Like I love pro wrestling. <laughs> I want to see it now. See, see, Ruby, you. Yeah. This is what you're gonna. This is what you're gonna have to deal with in AEW. Because Mark, all in the span of ten minutes, had me jumping up and down, had me crying, and now gets me excited. Like this is a very emotional man, Mark Henry. I can't. Look, I love it. I love it. He brings out. <laughs> he brings out that emotion, and that excitement in everyone he talks to about pro wrestling. We, we were speaking it all out and about how amazing this place is and how special AEW is. Like we were speaking about it and all it did was just get me fired up for the next, for the next time I was able to come to work. Like that's all I, I did. I want everybody He's great to be He's the best hype man. Yeah. I want everybody mm-hmm. to be fired up like that because yeah. when, when you feel a responsibility of taking care of the entire business, like you, even if you fall short, you, you, you feel above everybody else. And man, that's, that that's what we need, and and I mean you're exactly what we need right now. A lot of young girls that, and, and guys that watch pro wrestling that they they see that that punk excitement, that that uh, artistic kind of nature, like that's that's what we need. I mean it's like it's for everybody, and I don't want it to just be for athletes. Well, and I'll begin, Mark, I think at the end of the day, it's just being able to be yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to, to be out in front of people knowing that, you know, people have their opinions. But if you can't be yourself, you're, you're, you've already lost. So to be able to have an opportunity, Ruby, to be yourself, be who you are, and, and be proud of who you are as an individual has got to be the best gift that there is. It's, it's, uh, it is incredible. And that's honestly what I began pro wrestling 
for in search of is the freedom to be who I was. Um, you know, I, I've, you know, kind of felt like an outcast ever since I was a kid and, you know, any kind of like organized sport that I tried, there were so many, you know, restrictions and rules and stipulations and pro wrestling was this beautiful thing that I was able to, you know, express myself and my individuality. Um, but, you know, there was still some limita limitations at that point. And up until, you know, now I, I, I just feel like I, have never been able to thrive more and I've never been able to just be myself and the best version of myself and these women who are going to bring out even a better version of myself and so you know it's it's a feeling that I I will not take for granted by any means and I am going to hit the ground running with it well Dave, Ruby I'm thank ready. you I love the emotion. You know, we saw you get emotional in the media scrum after All Out when you were sitting with Tony Khan. And I could tell you're in an amazing place. So as a fan of your – I mean, Ruby, as much as you wanted to be in this position, us as fans wanted to see you in this position. So I think that's what's, what really counts for all of us. So, Ruby, thank you so much again. Don't forget AEW thank Rampage you. tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And then – Mark, you and I are going to be in Jersey next week, you know, for Dynamite, 8 p.m. Uh, so, Ruby, thank you so, so much for the time. Good luck and congratulations. Before we go, David, before we go, I, I feel the need to tell you um, that I, myself, I've heard about um, a few feuds that you have with people. And one that I have heard about is the Star Wars feud between you and Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. I am here to tell you I have never seen one Star Wars movie. This may get me like, you know, Big massive heat. amounts of heat. I used to love I you. Never no. seen. I, Mark Henry, I'm sorry. It's just there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I saw the newest one, but I, I'm not like super into Star Wars. So, so David, I just wanted you to know that, you know, I, I, I feel like maybe maybe I, I tonight at Rampage, I might get booed for this, but... <laughs> Um, I just wanted you to know that I am on your side and I have never really been a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> well, Ruby, I'm going to AEWshop.com and I'm going to buy every single shirt that I could possibly get of you. You are now my new Ruby Soho shirts now available. I am going to buy Woo! that shirt right now. I want everyone who's listening to this show to buy a Ruby Soho shirt right now in I'm support of Ruby. I'm doing it. Do it I'm right now. It right now. My new favorite wrestler, yeah. Ruby Soho. Yeah. Ruby, thank, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you. You got you. somebody in your corner, man. You got somebody thank in your you. corner. I may need you against Thunder Rosa, too. I may I may call you. Oh, no. Oh, so that's Thunder, why you're kissing up? She hits real hard. I found that out the hard way. She hits real hard. So I don't know if I can help you with her, but I, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Unfortunately, Ruby, I found that out firsthand a few times <laughs> that she hits really hard. Ruby, seriously, congratulations. We appreciate you, and thank you so much for Thank the time. You. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas.
Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.